Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You're listening to the Wijha Initiative podcast. These podcast episodes are recordings of our past events that we hold in person on a weekly basis. We hope that by listening to the podcast, you'll be inspired to join us at an event. To keep up with our work, please follow us on Instagram. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وعملا يا رب العالمين أما بعد. So the author, Imam Al-Muhasibi, next he turns to a different topic related to the previous topic but different. And he says, take yourself to account for every thought, meaning hold yourself accountable for everything that you do. And be mindful that God is watching over you with every breath that you take. Umar radiallahu anhu mentioned, Hasibu anfusakum qabla an tuhasabu. Take yourself to account before, before you are taken to account. Wazinu a'malakum qabla an tuzanu. And weigh your actions before they are weighed for you. And beautify yourself for the ultimate presentation. On that day, not the slightest secret will be hidden. All right, inshallah. Let's, uh, let's begin our uh, exploration of the topic. In Arabic, what we might call al-muhasabah. Al-muhasabah is, we might translate it as self-accountability. Holding yourself accountable in life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, uh, towards the end of Surah Al-Hashr, he says, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, O you who believe, ittaqullaha, observe the taqwa of Allah, wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat ligad. And every person should look and examine what they have sent forth to tomorrow. Everybody should look at themselves, the ayah is saying. And that's the first point. When it comes to accountability, we talk a lot about holding other people accountable, right? We talk about um, speaking truth to power and holding those in power accountable, and rightfully so. But we're being taught, you start with holding yourself accountable. The Quran says every person should look at themselves <clears throat> and see what they've done, what they've sent forth to the next life. The word is tomorrow. مَا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدٍ Ghad meaning tomorrow. That's very interesting because it's talking about the Day of Judgment. For the Day of Judgment, Allah uses the word tomorrow. Why might He do that? Sorry? It's very near. Exactly. The way that, <clears throat> the way that we feel like tomorrow is just around the corner, the Quran uses tomorrow for the Day of Judgment as, as, though, as though to tell us that it's very near. It's very near. Anas, uh, do you mind just turning off the mic upstairs? Um, does that make sense? In, in the hadith of the Prophet wasallam, he said, That the intelligent person is the one who, you know, takes account of themselves, takes account of themselves, controls themselves, and as a result, realizes how, how many shortcomings they have. And then begin to do good deeds 
for the next life. <laughs> he goes on to say that a foolish person is the one who completely disregards any sense of accountability, does whatever they feel, and then hopes that Allah Ta'ala will forgive them. Do you get what I'm saying? The idea that we're not meant to be just estimating our good deeds. Like a lot of us, we, won't, we don't estimate our finances. Like we'll have it down to like the last dollar, the last cent. We'll be calculating investments, everything, how much is coming in, how much is going out, right? That's, that's accountability. You could apply that to many things in our lives. Some of us, mashallah, we weigh our food. Do we need to do a show of hands for people who weigh their food? How many grams of chicken and rice? Do you get what I'm saying? We, we weigh them. We count our calories. That's, that, that's, that's accountability. That's muhasaba. Do you get what I'm saying? Some of us are very careful when we drink coffee. Right? We're like, oh, it's, it's 4 o'clock. No, I can't have coffee. Because I'm trying to sleep at 10 o'clock. Right? That's, you know what that is? That's like taqwa. Yeah, that's taqwa. That's taqwa with your coffee. Meaning what? I'm going to be careful and be very vigilant of my consumption of coffee. So I'm constantly focused on what time is it? What time am I going to drink coffee? Can I drink it? Yes or no? And we're like calculating. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what it is. Taqwa with your deeds is the same thing. Taqwa with your deeds is to say, wait, I'm about to do this. Should I do this? Is this a good idea? Is this going to serve me well in this world and the next? Do you get what I'm saying? And so we don't want it to be like, you know, a credit card bill that shows up and you have no idea what's inside. So you kind of just bismillah it. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, okay, guys, bismillah. Let's see what comes out. You know, it's like, it's like the negative lottery. You know what I mean? Like the negative lottery. Let's hope we don't lose big time on this one. Because how does that happen? How does the credit card bill show up and we're guessing? We have no idea and we're just praying for the best there. How does that happen? Nobody wants to admit that they do it. So they're like, I don't, we don't know. We, we're, that's not us. No, but if someone, if it happens to somebody, how does it happen to somebody? Not you, obviously. Of course not. <laughs> Especially after now you've boycotted Starbucks, you don't have to worry about your credit card bill, y'all. You're good. Guaranteed. Yeah. Carelessness in what sense? Tell me more. Spending, right? You're not thinking about like how much is coming in and how much is going out. You're just tapping, tapping everywhere you go. Tap, tap, tap. For how many of y'all linking your PayPal account to your uh, laptop or your phone was the worst decision? Because the moment the PayPal thing, you don't, have to, you don't even have to pull out your credit card. You know, sometimes you have to pull out your credit card, like, okay, unless you guys keep your credit card on your phone with the Google Pay or Apple Pay, which, because uh, I don't do that, but, you know, like, so then I have to, like, reach into my pocket. But when there's PayPal, you don't even have to do that. You just, boom, click PayPal, right? And if it recognizes you on this device, then you're just like, boom, simple, simple. And then we just spend. We just spend. Like I've said this before, you ever seen those times you're trying to buy something and it says it's like $55 and they'll say, hey, you can make four payments of $12 something each. And you're like, I said this before. I'm like, guys, if you're trying to pay like $12 a month to pay something off that's like $55, you shouldn't be buying it, yo. 
you should not be buying it like, you know, down payment on this $55 thing. Like, what is going on here? Do you get it? But we're careless. We're desirous and then we're careless with our spending. That's a lack of muhasaba. That's a lack of accountability. Right? And it's crazy that we're accountable on certain things in our lives. But on many things, we're not accountable. We don't hold ourselves accountable at all. Right? We'll sit down to, to play video games. No accountability. How long are you going to be? I have no idea. Until the game ends. Until everybody else logs off. And you're just there. That's not accountability. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, when are you going to be back? Uh, I don't know. It's going to depend on the game. Right? We're not like that with our prayers, is it? I'm going to go pray. How long am I going to be? Oh, three minutes, man. Don't worry. I'm back. Three minutes. Prayer? Three minutes. It's not like I'm going to go meet Allah, my Lord, you know, so I have no idea when I'll be back. No. So, mashallah, um, we really need to sit down and begin to hold ourselves accountable. Because it's through accountability that we can grow and progress. <coughs> Do you understand? If you're not holding yourself accountable, you're not counting and measuring your behavior you're not going to be aware of it, and as a result, you won't be able to control it. You cannot control what you're not aware of. And as a matter of fact, that which you're not aware of often will control you. That's a Jungian idea. What you're not aware of, what's functioning in your subconscious, will control you. And will influence your behavior. And you won't even be able to stop it, because you're not even aware of it. You ever met somebody who just lashes out and they don't even know why? They're like, I, I don't know where that came from. Because they've never explored their anger. And so the anger just comes out one day and they have no idea. Every, everyone else around them is shocked too. Like, oh, we didn't know you had that in you. You cannot control what you are not aware of. And so we want to control our behaviors. But we're not even aware of them. See, muhasaba is, is an act of worship. You know when you sit down and take account of yourself? This is an act of worship. But it's an act of worship of your heart. There's, there's acts of worship that you do with your limbs, where you pray and you recite Qur'an with your tongue and you give charity with your hand. But muhasaba or taqwa or um, hope in Allah, the fear of Allah, these are all acts of worship performed by the heart. Ibadat qalbiyyah. These are acts of worship of the heart. And so we need to engage in them. Let's talk a little bit about how, because we're really uh, limited on time. So I'm going to keep it short. How might we do this? The first, the first step, if you ever want to take account of yourself and hold yourself accountable, is, is to become aware of your actions. You have to start with self-awareness. Are you aware of how many times you looked at something you weren't supposed to look at today? Are you aware of it? Like if I ask you, are you aware of how many times you swore today? Maybe some of you are like, yeah, none. Or maybe I said it once. You know, things like that we might be aware of. How many times did you look in the mirror? Did you recite, recite the dua when you looked in the mirror? Right? How many times did I listen to something I shouldn't have? How many times did I mindlessly scroll? You can start asking a lot of questions about our own behaviors. Because there's certain things we do. How many of you would say, with a show of hands, would agree with this description of your schedule? You have these set things that you very intentionally do in your day. 
So I wake up, I get ready for school or work. I go to work or school, I come back. And so there's certain things. And then in between, you just kind of have this empty period. Between this, like, okay, five o'clock, finish this, 6.30, start that. What are you doing that one and a half hour? It's kind of up for grabs. Whatever happens inside the nafs, whatever it wins, that's what I'm going to do. How many of y'all would say, that's kind of what my schedule looks like. I got these set things, and then in between, it's just kind of a free-for-all, whatever ends up happening. And if you think about it, that's usually where what? We're a lot of wasted time. We waste a lot of time then. That's also where we get up to a lot of no good. Do you get what I'm saying? Because we're not being vigilant over our actions. We're not supervising ourselves. The rest of the day, our schedule supervises us. Our schedule forces us to be in a certain place, doing a certain thing, right? It forces us because that's kind of scheduled in. When there's no schedule, then you're just kind of left to your vices. And so it's no wonder that we end up just scrolling. We end up doing things that later on we go, man, that wasn't the best. Right? It's incredible. <clears throat> I've heard of scholars who wrote books in their free time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like in between two acts, like they were like, okay, I finish uh, my lunch break is here. And then I eat lunch. And then I have 20 minutes. Every time at, in that 20 minutes, I sit down and I write. And in 25 years, they publish like 15 books. I mean, that's crazy, right? Because if I ask you, hey, why don't you write a book? But like, I got no time. Most authors don't have time either. But they figure out where they can, you know, cut. You know, like if you're trying to save money for something, y'all know how to save money? We all know how to save money. Do we know how to actually do it? That's a different story, right? How many of y'all would say like the boycott's been somewhat of a blessing? In some regards, when it comes to our spending, now we're just like at home in the, in the kitchen, like trying our recipes. How many of you would say that it's been somewhat of a blessing forcing you not to be able to buy? No, for real, right? You know, this is, uh, you probably saw that video of that someone saying that, I, I can't remember the exact wording, but it's like, I'm that kind of person that when I leave my house, I just feel like I deserve a treat. Is that, is that us? Like, we just feel like I'm passing by Starbucks. I look at my time. Oh, I still got about 25... It doesn't matter. Do I need it? Do I want it? It's, that's it, man. It's mandatory stop right here. Alhamdulillah, we're boycotting. So now we don't have to waste that money. Do you get what I'm saying? See, that's also what? That's something else governing our actions. You see, in Ramadan, Ramadan's a time of taqwa. Why? Because you constantly have to catch yourself. You notice that? You know what? Some of us went for Umrah. I mean, you know, when you guys go for Umrah, you know when you're in Ihram? When you're in the state of ihram, you know how careful you have to be about everything? I can't, I can't just wash my hands with any soap because it's fragrance, right? You're not supposed to use fragrance, fragrances. Okay, I just can't wash my hands with any uh, soap. I can't just put anything on my head anytime I want. Like, you just have to be really careful. That's taqwa. And some of us found it so hard. But imagine we lived our daily lives like that. Can I say these words to this person? What would, I, what would happen if I said these words? Would these be pleasing to Allah? What would happen if I looked at this? <coughs> Do you get what I'm saying? If we're going to be held accountable for every action, that also means every time I just look out of the corner of my eye over there, or over there, I'll be questionable for why I looked over there. That's a scary thought. Because sometimes we don't even know why we did it. We just do it out of addiction. 
Does that make sense? The first step is to become self-aware, to turn inwards and start to notice my behaviors. How many of y'all would say you're somewhat self-aware? Anybody? Okay. And sometimes we can be like hyper self-aware about certain things, about certain things usually. You know, maybe the way we look or the way we carry ourselves, the way we speak. Because maybe someone really, you know, through their negative uh, comments, maybe they made us very, very self-critical and self-aware. Um, but what I'm talking about is just an understanding of what you do. You know, recently someone, uh, they were coming for some of the talks and they kept telling me, they're like, hey, you always say, you get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? I'm like, you know what? I say that. I, I know I do. Um, but I can't help it. You get what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding. Um, right? It's a... Uh, it's something we just kind of, it's like a filler. It's called filler words that you just stick in to kind of keep the, uh, the flow of your, of your speech or talk. Okay, let's talk a little bit about muhasaba that can be done before an action and muhasaba that could be done after an action. Muhasaba meaning accountability. Before an action, you could first ask yourself, can I, and these are things to think about, can I reasonably and sustainably do this action? What Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those deeds that we can be sustainable, that we can be consistent with, that are sustainable for us. And that's why we have to gradually grow in our spirituality. Just like you have to gradually grow in your physical health. Do you understand? So if you just start and go really hard in physical exercise, you can injure yourself. Or you can be... You know what I'm talking about? You go really hard and then you're so sore that you're out for like a week. And that one workout de defeated the whole purpose because like a whole week you're just recovering. That was clearly too much for you. So we want to ask ourselves, a good deed, I'm about to do this. I want to do this good deed. Can I do it sustainably? The goal is to do things sustainably. So I shouldn't start off reciting five juz a day. Let me start with one page. Half a page. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, let me start with something that's manageable and I can slowly build, slowly build. Because that is what's beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, number two, is it better to do it or not? To ask ourselves, would it be better to do this action or not? If so, then okay. If not, then I should not do it. It'd be better to do something else. See, the idea is not that you're necessarily going to do something bad. Sometimes there's something better to do. And shaitan's goal, when he can't stop you from good, he'll stop you from the greatest good. He'll stop you from the greatest good. So what he'll stop you from, it's, it's time for a fajr, and he'll push you for something that's not as important as fajr. Oh, you should watch this lecture on YouTube right now. Meanwhile, it's fajr time. This is not the time for the lecture on YouTube. The lecture is good. But this is fajr. Fajr is more important. And so shaitan will try to get you to do something that's not as important. And sometimes we miss it because what? We tell ourselves it's still a good deed. So is, is this the best thing I could be doing? Is there something better? Okay, what's my motivation? We can begin to ask ourselves, why do I want to do this? Am I trying to do this to, to become well known for the praise of people? Or am I doing it so that Allah is pleased with me? And so examine our intentions. 
And finally, do I have the help or resources required to do this? Because, you know, you want to do something sustainably. Do I have the resources? Not just the motivation, but the actual resources. I want to give charity every day. Am I in a position to give financial charity every day? Some of us, like, maybe not. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, maybe we don't have the money to give every single day in charity. Maybe you can do it once a week. Maybe our charity can be smiling at someone. Because to smile is charity. To say a good word is charity. Look for something that's sustainable. Okay, after you perform an action, you can go back and at nighttime sit down and examine. What was my intention? I did the action now. What was my intention? Did I do it in the way that the Prophet did it? Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Did I follow the sunnah? And then if we find that our action is in a way that's pleasing to Allah, then we express gratitude. Ya Allah, I'm grateful to you for the ability to do this. And the Quran tells us that if you're grateful, Allah increases you in that good. And so Allah, inshaAllah, will give you tawfiq to do the action again. To do the good action again. And if we find that there's some shortcoming in our action, then we ask forgiveness from Allah Ta'ala. Okay? It helps to have people around you who can support you. So you want to hold yourself accountable. But sometimes you want to enlist the help of those around you to help you stay accountable. How many of y'all have done that before? Where you ask a friend like, hey, next time I say this, just, just call me out. Or next time I ever suggest doing this, call me out. Y'all ever have like told someone that? Or had someone tell you that? No? I'm not seeing hands. So like, mashallah. Y'all are scared of each other. No, like we need to, that's true friendship is to say, hey man, next time I say this, call me out. If you catch me backbiting, call me out. I would appreciate it. That's a true friend. Next time I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, like I'm distracted from prayer, call me out for my prayers. You know, and I'll appreciate it and I'll thank you for it. That's true friendship. And we need to sit with our friends and have that conversation. Guys, what can we do better together? What can we help each other in? How many of y'all help each other be motivated for the gym? Maybe not here, but like somebody that you know, that you, you motivate each other for the gym. Show of hands. Yeah? Yeah? MashaAllah. What about studies? To study. Show of hands. What do you and your friends do? I'm trying to figure this out. Like, y'all do something. What about going out to eat? Boom, right? Um, do you get what I'm saying? Um... I said it again. Okay, see, I'm like self-conscious now. The last thing, I wanted to share one last thing, but I'll hold it off till next week, inshallah. And I wanted to just share with you how, mashallah, we're seeing now within the uh, psychotherapy field, we're seeing now the application of things like muhasaba in clinical practice. Now we're seeing, alhamdulillah, Muslim clinicians applying concepts like muhasaba and muraqaba and mu'ataba and musharata these concepts that are islamic concepts of you know self-awareness accountability um spirituality and they're applying it within a psychotherapeutic setting i think it's extremely fascinating because classically that was not something that was like done it was always a very secular psychological model that did not involve any spiritual practices to, to help with behavioral change. 
But now we're seeing that, mashallah. This concept of muhasaba is one of the practices. And so I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about that to give you some insight into what's happening right now in the field. And I think this is a beautiful thing, alhamdulillah, for us Muslims. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to be people who incorporate a daily practice of muhasaba, of accountability. And may Allah make us people who are comfortable with accountability and who, with our friends, create a culture of accountability that's coupled with love and care. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Let's head upstairs right now, right away, inshaAllah. وَلِكُلِّ وِجْهَةٌ هُوَ مُوَلِّيهَا فَاسْتَبِقُوا الْخَيْرَاتِ أَيْنَمَا تَكُونُوا يَأْتِ بِكُمُ اللَّهُ جَمِيعًا إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ